Hey, everybody, this is the Patreon uh, Super Deluxe Bonus Show, and I just wanted to let everybody know this is uh, Chris Posty Posterson sent this to me, and it's absolutely wonderful in my opinion, but he forgot to plug his own podcast. Sounds like an earful. Uh, so go ahead and give give that a show. Once you get a taste of Chris's work, if you haven't checked out his podcast, you, you better get over there and check it out. Uh, so check it out on iTunes or whatever podcatcher. Go to his website, soundslikeanearful.com. And this is this is a work of art here. It was put together by Chris Posty Posterson, who I'm proud to work with. And he's also on Patreon. So if you if any billionaires are listening or even, you know, millionaires or, you know, mid-level hundred thousand heirs. I mean, geez, I'd like to be a hundred. I've always meant to write a song, hundred thousand heirs. But anyway... Uh, you check Chris out. Thanks, Chris. And, and uh, thank you, patrons, for supporting the show. And here you go. Hi, everyone. My name is Christopher. I am not Scooter. You probably all know me as Chris Posty Posterson, the strange Canadian who helps Scooter with some of the editing of Sleep With Me podcast every week. This week, Scooter asked me if I could put together a deluxe special edition remix episode as a thank you to all those of you who have been supporting the show on Patreon. If you listen to Sleep With Me and it helps you get to sleep and you're not yet supporting the show, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. You can help support the show, keep it going, and help everyone who listens get a good night's sleep. Without any further ado, here's a special edition deluxe remix episode of Sleep With Me. What's he say? Let's get on to the show. Hi, are you up on that tossing, turning, wanting to listen to a special edition deluxe remix episode of Sleep With Me podcast? Well, welcome. My name is Christopher. Uh, when I was young, I used to lie on the floor a lot. Uh, when I couldn't get to sleep, I really liked the sound of the furnace. And when the furnace would come on, I would drop everything I was doing and just curl up in a little ball in a fetal position on the floor with my ear pressed against the floor, listening to the furnace humming um, until it put me to sleep. Usually the dog would come over and stiff my head and I would just fall asleep in the middle of the floor. So when Scooter asked me to take a previously released episode of Sleep With Me and make it deluxe with some sound design and music, I decided to take a recent episode that features a butterfly you may all know, who is speaking about representing the dust motes of Scooter's apartment. What I decided to do was air that episode again, but instead of putting you in the room with the butterfly, I've placed you in the floor. So you will be in the floor in a vent where the furnace is gently pumping warm air into the room, surrounded by a bed of fluffy dust motes, listening through the floorboards to a butterfly speak. Here it is, our first Super Deluxe Special Edition episode. Sleep with me. I hope it works for you as well as it used to work for me as a kid. Enjoy. 
I need a butterfly here. And for those of you, this is the podcast guy. He's always looking at me already. My name is Bernie the Butterfly, official spokesperson for Dust Motes of this uh, domicile. And I'm here, you know, nature, nature talks back. Dust Motes are, uh, are creatures of nature. And when nature needs to talk, nature talks back. Boom. When nature needs to talk back, uh, they hire Bernie the Butterfly. I realize a lot of you's never known who I am. Well, I happen to be the most pop. I mean, let's be honest here, the most popular butterfly in the in the known butterfly world. If you know the, the lone butterfly, you know minor level celebrity, and we all know if Laval Burton had his way, there'd be no butterfly celebrities except for the ones uh, that he imprisons within his animation that he thinks he could just say, oh, just take the butterfly's picture, and you know we'll write a whole show about it and all of that. So I have appeared on the show before to express my displeasure with one humans, uh, two Laval Burton. Uh, three uh, humans, uh, four podcast boy, five uh, whoever the hell wrote Owen and Miss Z. Uh, freaking, you know, nature strikes back. Uh, six. Uh, at, uh, I like. Who did I like? The five seconds of summer. I Ashton. I think you. was the maker of this green hair, which, uh, and then there's the guy who thinks he's tough, and green hair, I kind of like, I said, I feel bad for you, green, he plays the drums, I believe, and then there's uh, the tough guy who says, oh, I'm kind of, you know, uh, handsome and quiet, and, you know, him, I could, you know, give, give or take, then there's Ashton, and then there's my friend, I forget my friend's name, or my friend's with Ashton. Well, I forget that. I, I do know that Ashton was the one, he was the most savvy of them, and I kind of said, oh boy, he gets on my nerves with all his good answers, because I did do an interview with the Five Seconds of Summer. Uh, you may have not heard of it since it got all banned and everything, because the people said, oh boy, they said a drunk butterfly. I said, first of all, it's Gatorade, you fools. And, well, second of all, it gives me a buzz like maybe a human does, but it's, I say, it's just sugar. It's what I need to survive, which you probably people deprive me of. Uh, but anyway, I'm not here with a list of grievances on the behalf of butterflies with the human beings, because, you know, I would just, I don't think I have all the time in the world to deal with you people, you know. But it is my honor to be here uh, representing the dust motes. And I'm here to present the podcast boy who is right here with a, uh, I have myself a five-word acceptance speech if you would accept this, uh, I forget what the dust mode's called today, it's a legal document, and here's my, as I hand it to you, I say, you are screwed, butthead, that's a five-word acceptance speech, because uh, much like uh, Agent Carter, I'm sweeping in here to set things right, nature strikes back home. Because you're here, and you think because you live in an apartment, you own the place. You know, one, you rent it. And uh, two, the dust motes have just as much of a right to exist as you do with your, you know, your potting around. And you're saying, and you're saying, well, but I'm not here to make a legal argument. 
uh, because that would be nonsensical because obviously pot boy you know we all know we, we, he's a nice enough fellow in the dust mode suit we don't want this to become an us versus them situation because i talked to them i said these humans they don't stop and then they say oh we love butterflies come here you know let me pin you down oh we love you so much you're so beautiful i have a little chloroform you know so I, I'm here to, you know, and they say, well, butterflies don't, and that's the other thing, they say, well, you don't have a plastic brain butterfly, you have no plasticity, well, wrong, okay, uh, not only do I have plasticity within this butterfly brain of mine, you know, I don't have tolerance, intolerance of my brain that you say is not made up of, you know, uh, gray matter, because your opinion don't matter to Bernie over here. What matters is my pathways, humans, are being neurally rearranged. And I say, hey, you know, doing battle with you and LeVar, you say, how are you going to, you, you can't win against LeVar Burton. He's got that smile that even I say, I would not mind having a Gatorade with LeVar Burton. You know, right at the edge, I say, LeVar, look at this edge of the ocean here. Let's get here a little closer here. And look at those waves. And look, well, how does that song go? Butterfly in the sky. You Did you say you could fly twice as high? But my friends, I'm not here, you know, to have, you know, intractable situations. I'm here to see Bernie the Butterfly. On behalf of Mother Nature, by the way, who, who does the dust motes are within her kingdom. Let's just start right there, because the podcast boy, his eyes just went wide at that, and I could hear his brain, you know, just barely like a lawnmower that has not had gasoline or been used in 25 years, making a noise, and that pungent smell. He said, what, what, what are you, a two-stroke engine up there? But yes, uh, bad boy, and the rest of you judge, you know, you humans knee-jerking yourselves. Uh, dust motes are within themselves a kingdom of Mother Nature's kingdom. And I can hear you science types that have bigger brains than in this room right about now. Because I just, you know, I'm a butterfly. My brain is not huge. I just make the most of it. Which maybe you could learn from that one day and try making the most of the earth we're on together. Oh, wait, you already do that, but you don't, you know, you just say, well, I'm human. I said, well, I'm hungry for some soda pop. And, uh, you know, I just throw it in the garbage. Oh, he's saying that I drink Gatorade. Okay, that was the thing. Like, right now, I need a little because I'm here representing a kingdom. Uh, but so, you know, you might say, uh, well, let's see, I, I had a little uh, I had a little project for my friends then in the Dustmoke Kingdom, and I said, let's start a th- little thing like they have Dear Abby, let's start with Axpecs, Axpecs, and I say to the, I say, just like pretend you're like a Mother Nature interpreter for the humans on behalf of the Dustmoke Kingdom, and they said, Bernie, Bernie the Butterfly, we don't run this, and they said, Dustmoke, I know I'm much more intelligent than you, uh, but you're a collective of beings, so let me try, uh, Dear Bex, I'm a silly human that chase butterflies in my spare time, uh, discover and, and investigate too far why crickets make such beautiful sounds. 
leaves. And I heard a funny bird say that uh, dust motes were alive. And I think it's my, I told my father, and he said, yeah, I said, well, if they are, let's get rid of them. So DFX said, please tell me you're not alive, you dust motes. And that, like Papa said, yeah, they're just a sign I have not done my chores. Little Becky, the butterfly catcher. Oh, my face, that little bitch is a butterfly catcher. Uh, age, age nine. You know, with an intelligence of about a five-year-old, if you ask me. Okay, Becky, my, this is Bex here on Rhea. Oh, it's so nice to have your letter. And to finally find a young little human interested in learning about the natural world. You might be surprised to know when you're stomping on us and sweeping us and grind your tears into us because you don't feel like doing your chores, even though you've been pampered and spoiled your whole life, uh, that we have not. We are our own kingdom of living things and all sorts of things around your house, and we tend to coagulate and, you know, it, it, you, you, you know, little Becky, we know you're not, you know, we, we dust folks, we sit down, maybe Becky will get a job one day. So we can't explain to you the way we drift around and we gather mass and we attract different things and we become our own little ecosystem here. And at some point, you know, we wised up to what you, your family, your parents and your lovely caretakers and the generations of colonists that became, came before you and set up an economic system. Oh, Becky, we, we know that you all, he said, well, well, if we're a little collective of an ecosystem, maybe, and, and you might say, was this, a, was this some sort of evolutionary jump where we as a collective moat, each moat, uh, became, well, to put in a term you may not understand, Becky, but other people might, we, we reached moat singularity. And so we, all of us moats here, we said, hey, I'm a moat. I'm more uh, than the mass of myself. You know, the sum of my parts are greater than the whole and all of that. And for once in my, you know, lives, which is now a life, We've got to advocate for ourselves because they say, well, you know, if there's not the house to gather in, what would be our next step? Because this is working pretty darn good. And from there, Becky, we started to, uh, you know, start to develop preferences. You know, the, there is a hierarchy of moat needs as well. It's very similar to human needs. Now, we get a lot of our moisture from your air. Uh, would you believe that's one thing you humans actually really do well when you're doing all your talking about your dolls and then billions of toys you don't even play with and asking where they are? Well, you're filling the air with moisture for us to go and get by on. And would you believe it, Becky, all that rules that you just don't finish and you act like, oh, I, you know, and all, all the sorts of natural processes that are going on with you, like your skin is replacing itself and some such things. That gives us plenty of stuff to live on, as you might say, which leads us to a bit of the crux of our problem, you know, because ideally we would, you know, slowly, as we pass singularity, we would further develop on, and then we would, but we're 
actually dependent on you. Unfortunately, we have, you know, accessed some databases of yours and done some models, computer modeling, and it turns out we're going to need your humans around. Believe it or not, we're tied to you a bit. Which brings us to this particular argument here in the household we're in, Becky. Now, you know your neighbor has the pineapple pants, the blue pineapple pants and the red jumpsuit that he wears around the house like a lunatic? Uh, yes, Sam, the one with the dog he talks to in a baby voice about broccoli. And they listen to people knocking on doors. That's the hobby. Oh, you call Mrs. Bushface. Well, that's pretty fitting. I, I think I may, uh, I may change that as well. Can we put that on the legal document? Plaintiff, Mr. Bushface. Oh, well, thank you, Becky. And that was a lovely thing. So we have declared by that little article there by Aspex. Great job, Bex. Uh, actually, that's my pen name. As part of my lobbying package for any other natural creatures or collectives looking for representation with direct line to Mother Nature. Uh, Bernie's Butterfly is at your service for, you know, for certain amenities and Gatorade. And not made up Gatorade, uh, Stella Jane, that say, oh no, we have Gatorade, we made it ourselves. Uh, homemade Gatorade is not Gatorade, okay? And the same goes for your Cardinals, because I don't know what the heck the difference Blue Jays, Stella Jays, Cardinals, you're all bird brains to me. So no, 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 you're all off my list. So, you know, unless you, it'll be a double case Gatorade. And I'm a little bit worried about the ingredients in the orange, so I'm going to stick to the fruit lunch and the lemon lime. Thank you. And yes, of course, I would need some Super Frost or whatever that new, new brand is called. Uh, so now your next question might be, is humans standing in your feet of the way? What are, what are the dust motes? Now the dust motes, and I will be using the term we, to represent my employer, the dust motes of your apartment is uh, my boy. Uh, what do we do for fun? Because you might say, ask, press, play, you know, what, 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 uh, what games the, the dust motes partake in. And that's where we got lucky, us dust most here in this particular place, because most of the games, we, we call it the best show in 2016, the best show in 2015. And, you know, since you abandoned that TV in 2014, the best show, because we just watched a little bot boy. And, oh boy, I gotta tell you, the entertainment, and, and he's saying unintentional entertainment, holy moly. Dust motes and as a butterfly, to be honest, I do a lot of hope bodies where we, and we, there's different games we can play. There's moat commentators, so they commentate on what Scooter's doing. Uh, there's like a moat, we, we have a quiz show every night at 6.45 p.m. You know, uh, what's Scooter thinking? We watch your forehead for most of that, and we try, we, and the moats are pretty good. They say, well, look at that, see that, how that one that wrinkle there, see how it's fluctuating, and I said, I never noticed that. I'm always distracted by the giant drop in the middle of his head, but it's lost all meaning to me. I say, is, he, is that pensive? Is it anger? Is it displeasure with life, or is it all of the above? And, we, and then we usually, usually most, most when you laugh, uh, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait,
makes us laugh because then we think of how poorly Nathan thought your name was Derek. And he still does, so then we call him. And actually, he likes to watch. We say, hey, Morley, uh, Derek's ex can win. And he says, Barney, how the hell are you? And I say, and he said, did you get the Gatorade? I said, I said yes, I did. It's the safest. And you know, it's my boy. He knows me by first name. That's just by calling a butterfly. I'm not even a human in Bernie, but you know, he knows my name, Bernie. And then a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll come up with a game based on things you were doing, my boy. So we came up with the game Dance Moms, where we pretend that, you know, when we try, we Oh, wait, you guys, you don't have eyes, I guess, and I have these big wings. 
Yes, so we got the mo 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 mobiles. I'm trying to think of what other things we okay, so scooter. We would wish you a couple other things. If we're gonna so let's find some common ground. How about that? Could we find some common ground to agree on? Uh, if we start with the fact you're never gonna do anything with those cabinets at all. Because we say, oh poor scooter, he gets, you know, a little bit of emo emotional angst, we'll call it. And you say, try being a collective of dust-based, you know, living system. You want emotional angst or a butterfly in this this day and age with the, after the, you know, burden started the trouble for us. Uh, but so let's do, what if we could find some common ground is what I would say. And how about we do this, Scooter, why don't you lie down? And in the interest of just having you give up and say, well, Let's just, can we, what about a little stasis? And I'll let you in on a little dust mode party. And I think that'll normalize things for you and you'll just give up and you'll say, well, if the dust mobs aren't gonna bother me much, you know, I'm emotionally incapable of bothering them and I'll never buy a vacuum, ever buy a vacuum, ever, ever buy, I school will never buy a vacuum. If I do buy a vacuum, I'll keep it with other, all those other things that I bought, and like the Swift uh, and the thing you bought with the, that you kind of use sometimes, and the uh, glass cleaner that you never opened. Yes. Okay, so that's good. So, Scooter, why don't you lie back and just rest your eyes and picture yourself riding across your floor in a sweet, Mobile, with your good friend Jimmy the Moat uh, behind the wheel, greatest moat driver who's ever driven a mobile, or lost himself in a, a winter wind. One of Bernie's favorite moats. Now to answer another question, you might ask, yes, there are moat ghosts. Uh, so you know, don't you know? Would that be another downside of vacuuming the moats? Moat ghosts. But you picture yourself driving the floor as you, you're in this mobile, you've shrunk it down so the floor is an endless plane. Uh, at first, at first glance, you think you're on, you know, the salt sea flats or whatever the hell they're called, racing across, but as the mobile starts to pick up speed, you notice the inconsistency in the levelness of your floor. And you start to get a nice steady thumping and thumping as the mobile starts traveling large over around your room. The, the centrifugal force of the speed of the mobile and the steady thumping and thumping of the floor puts you in a hypnotic state that is so you, you say this is the perfect speed this is what it means to be behind the, you know next to the person behind the wheel of the mobile and you're traveling and you're bouncing and there's just a barely noticeable breeze just enough breeze to comfort you and put you at ease and you start to think to yourself as the thumping, the thumping and the vibration of the mobile 
encompass every cell in your collective being and you say to yourself as your cells vibrate and the mobile vibrates and you realize the mobile is in essence a moat and you realize the moat next to you driving the mobile is also a moat but both separately and together are so much more and suddenly you say to yourself, I'm feeling a connection. But then you get drifted back into the motion, the slow oval motion and the thumping, and the thumping of the floor. And then you start to feel yourself vibrating in a way that your muscles start to uncurl start to feel loose like there's air between your muscles like there's air between your cells giving it space to breathe as the mobile still travels in a large circle bumping over each tiny notch in your floor each bump not disturbing you but making you feel more at ease say to yourself, I am just like a moat. It is nice to be in this moatmobile with my friend the moat. And then you realize that you have reached one of those states some may call equilibrium. You may call, you know, I know Scooter's always talked about when he's on a ski lift. He hasn't been on one who knows how long that it creates a hypnotic layover into his dreams, where he'll dream of being on a ski lift all night, the night after, or two nights after. Uh, but in this particular situation, you are out of the mobile, but you are in essence still within it in some sort of state just like that. And as you walk from the mobile parking area, the upgraded mobile parking area, the expanded mobile parking area you have agreed to uh, heretofore in perpetuity. You say to yourself, wow, man, this is expansive. And you feel your teeth hum. And you feel your ears hum in a good, comforting way. Your hair follicles, they hum, Scooter. And you say, wow, man. This ain't half bad over here. And then you drift through an open cabinet drawer. And you say to yourself, man, are my feet even on the ground? Or am I drifting or rolling or gliding across the floor? As you go into a moat party and everybody knows who you are. And they see you and they smile. But they smile in a way that's both unfamiliar and so familiar. In a way that's from a head to a toe smile. Uh, the smile that only a moat can emote as they say. And you say, yeah, I still feel like I'm in that moatmobile. And it feels good, man. And then you go deeper in the body and you start to notice a low all bass going and you say is that calypso and then you feel something where your hips used to be but it's a general area of freedom 
no longer constricted by your inability to know where your hips were in the first place. And you start to dance with these motes, and you say, man, these motes can move, they glide. They spin, they twirl, they float, and now I'm floating along with a man, I'm a moat. And it feels good, and I feel connected to all these other moats. In some sense, we really are all collectives of different things. And then you're thinking deep, man, but you're dancing at the same time, and you're not thinking at all. Both things are going on independently, but collectively. And it makes you identify with moats even further. And then you dance over, and you feel a pen in your hand, and you're signing papers, man. You're saying, wow, is this a uh, moat point, moat ball point, moat pen, or what? As I sign this contract, uh, permanently granting rights for domicile within these two cabinets and three more forever. And you say, man, I love my moats. back outside and you feel the cool air and you say, man, is this what it feels like to be a moat at night? And the moat says, this is what it always feels like. And then you get down to the edge of the parking lot and all the moats are gathered and they say, hey man, we got something for you. And you say, what? Because I was aware, I was signing that contract, am I being played for a was I hypnotized by riding a mobile in circles across the floor? Or have I entered some strange 1930s, 50s jazz film? I don't know. And they say, no, we got you your own mobile. Made up of, you know, your own cells. And all, every part of this mobile is made from you. It's all a part of you. Take it for a spin, man, and then come see us. We want to live in a collective within a, you know, yeah, man, snap it, scuba de dive, scat city, and then you're riding in your own mobile scooter. You're trucking, but you take care because it's your own mobile. It's your own form of hair cells and skin cells. You can feel a connection, and you can feel your mobile trucking, trucking across the floor, and you suddenly feel at ease like you never felt before. You feel like the essence of your moteness, and now you know, Scooter, anytime you feel at war with yourself or the world, you can say, let me, this is what they've taught me, Scooter, it's me, Bernie the Butterfly here. I'm sorry to interrupt all that, but I've been learning the moat way of life, Scooter. And that's what that little thing was there. That little moat, 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 uh, what do you call it? A moat, motivation, motivation. And it, it's, it, I think it's a way, we, we, they, they, they're telling me, they're telling me, Scooter, that I could learn to live in harmony. Oh, the joys. I also brought you also promised me Gatorade if I ended the show on a positive note. And so, man, I'm gonna do scooby it off into the moat way of life. Collectives, respectives, perspectives, 
it just vibes, man. It's a moat, moat, you know, cruising foxtails with the moat tails. That's all we need to find. A little moat peace of mind. Good night from Bernie the Butterfly over here. And one of those podcasts, boy. Thank you.